Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. there and welcome to season 13 episode 549 i'm jack ward and i'm david alt and tonight on the sonic society we have another double feature all right you are david we've got the series blood noir with episode four and chow for the koi episodes one and two for a chaser ah, well uh don't you want to talk about how far you're getting with nadsrim first and it all begins right here uh, on the sonic society crime and horror anthology show. Stories about people caught in desperate times and only have one way out. I'm sure you're wondering why you received this tape from a random stranger. But is it really random? Am I really a stranger? Or are we connected in some way to a web of lies and deceit, possibly murder? You see, I hear things, see things. I know everything. To protect myself, I need these stories to be told.
June 4th, 1986. This is Claire Sanders in an interview with... Is this thing on? I gotta tell you, it freaks me out. And my voice recorded. I don't know. I, I never liked recording devices. Cameras, microphones, telephones. Please, state your entire name for the record. Bernard William Fagg, the, a junior. Well, I guess not now. My old man died ten years ago. So I guess, uh, just a Bernard Fagg. What is your connection to the Montelope disappearances, Mr. Fagg? Well, I was one of those people who disappeared from the Montelope diner. Well, so I'm told. Can you relate this story to my readers? That depends, Miss Sanders. On what, Mr. Fagg? Whether your magazine will pay me that thousand dollars or not. Of course, Mr. Fagg. Our editor told you so when you called us. After you had heard about the fact that I was writing an article on the incident. You mean incidents, do you not, Miss Sanders? brought me out here for this, Claire? <clears throat> it's hotter than my last wife's crotch. Right here, Dougie. This is where it happened. Twenty years ago. Here. At the Montelope Diner. I can't believe I'm actually here. Ever since I was a little girl, Ducky, when I saw that documentary on the Montelope disappearances, <laughs> I was obsessed. I know, Claire. I know. And I've tried to talk you into getting therapy. Ducky, I'm being serious. So am I, Claire. Look, get this article written for the magazine. Get your book finished and forget about those six people who claim they were abducted by aliens. All right? Dougie, I'm going to walk you through it. Kim Fuller? It was 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday, May 12, 1966. I was on a date with a truck driver by the name of Gary Bosworth. It was a bad date. He was boring and pushy, full of crap. We argued. He got up and stormed out of the diner. My kids and I were living with my sister at the time, working as a set decorator for one of the Vegas shows at the Dakota Inn. So, at 
wasn't the best time in your life. <laughs> Not by far. It was the worst time of my life. I was going through a divorce and my sister was a pain in the ass about the bills. My kids were brats, trying to run away every other week. Anyways, I needed a ride. Guess who I had to call? Yep, my sister. I stepped outside the diner and the heel of my left shoe got caught in a crack and broke off. Oh, jeez. I hope I have the change to call Sue. If I don't, it's going to be collect. Uh, screw it. Uh, damn it! Look at that! Broke the heel of my new shoes! Ugh! Now my stockings are ripped! You must hate me, God! I picked up the heel and put it in my purse. Wouldn't you know it? I ripped the heel of my left stocking on a nail. Phone rings. I took a few steps and picked up the receipt. Hello? Then, a bright light appeared out of the sky and swallowed Kim up! Claire, <laughs> this is not human bringing a 72-year-old man to a desert in 120-degree weather. Jesus, my handkerchief is already full of sweat. No one told you to wear a three-piece suit, Dougie. So, are you going to back my book? <sighs> I'm just the publisher of a magazine, damn it. Who also happens to own 51% of Kaleidoscope books? Come on, Dougie. You're also my uncle. Only by marriage. And that was my fourth marriage. Okay, okay. I'll publish your stupid book on stupid alien abduction. I'll need to know more about this... Montelope disappearances.
into the diner for a bite to eat. What time was that, Donald? Had to have been close to 10 p.m. I was on my way to Fresno. I stepped on the porch and the phone rang. The payphone?
it is. Oh, oh, six. Claire, stop. Someone might see you fondling the nameplate on this old payphone. I wonder what the significance of this payphone is. Jesus, I'm sweating like a stuck pig here. Claire, darling, please, can we leave already? I told you I would publish a book and article. Please. <clears throat> I wanted to convince you this really happened, Dougie. I believe it. I believe it. I damn well believe it. Okay? I'm convinced. The Montelope shut down in 1976. The owner was also the fry cook, Steve Blanding. He was the sixth person involved in this story. He died last month. He claimed he didn't like talking about the incident. I watched the tape of him on Donahue. Maybe because it's all a lie. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't ever say that. Uh, Donnie. Maybe. Just maybe you're too close to the story. I didn't spend almost my entire life researching this case. Countless hours trying to figure out why the fuck these six people out of millions of people on the fucking planet only, only six people were taken by aliens just to have you make a joke out of it. What is the significance of that number? Oh, oh, six. For months I had these dreams. I was in a vat of green liquid that boiled your skin. Every time I would wake up, that would be in my head. Oh, oh, six? Oh, oh, six. Yeah. That's what the others in your group told me. We met a few times. We've spoken about our uh, incidences. You know there are a lot of people out there who say they don't believe this. I'm aware. They say it's highly unlikely that five people on the same night 
experience an alien abduction. So what? No one can explain why tornadoes hit trailer parks first. There's a lot of mysteries out there. No one can solve the riddle of God or if he exists, and if he does, then why does he exist? That's very deep for a man who only has an eighth grade education. I read a lot of encyclopedias. Can you turn the tape player off? You said I could have all day with you. Just turn that damn contraption off! I have to confess to something. I'm going to have a cigarette. Want one? Confess what, Finn? Oh, God. I'm not sure I want to do this. My sick mother needs this money. My conscience can't take it anymore. Don't you understand? I can't go on living with this lie. It's all a lie. Every bit of it. The alien abduction. All a lie. We were all approached by Stephen Blanding to help him cook up this story. He said the diner was failing. He needed the money desperately. And he knew a few guys in the documentary business could get seed money to make this film. Five hundred for each of us if we just helped him collaborate a story. He said the more elaborate and crazy our abductions were, the less it made sense. No absolution to the mystery. The more people will believe it. And, and all these years, he was right. Oh, God. He was right. Kim, are you listening to me? Yes. Yes. You are going to take this thousand dollars from my publisher for the article I'm writing. Then you are going to take another thousand because the same publisher will be buying the rights to your life and story. Oh, and furthermore, you are going to believe that you were abducted by aliens and had your asshole probed, even on your deathbed. You will not. You will not recount this fucking story. Do you fucking understand me? Yes. 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 When you pick up the phone, does anyone say anything? No, it's just white noise. When you pick up the phone, is anyone there? Yes. Oh, yes, a terrible ghostly voice. But they don't say anything. They just howl or moan. The payphone rings. Is there a voice? No. No one is there. I just heard computers in the background. Machines whirling. When you answer the phone, 
Is there anyone on the line? Yes. And what do they say? It's time to go, Mr. Fag. It's time, it's time to, to go, go, time to go, Mr. Fag. That's what they said. All of them. Claire, I know this story means a lot to you. There's a time and a place for a meltdown, huh? <laughs> this isn't one of them. I already told you I'd publish whatever you came up with. Hell, I don't care if it's true or not. It is true. I told you that. What? What the hell? Did you set this up? Claire, don't answer. Hello? Blood Noir, Episode 4, 006. Featuring Pete Lutz as The Stranger. Starring Tanya Milevich as Claire. Pete Lutz as Doug. Lothar Topin as Bernie. Kristen Mass as Kim. Matt Weller as Donald. And Rhonda Mitchell as Linda. Blood Noir was created by Mark Slane. Music by Carpenter's Notch. Audionautics.com Credit narration by Tanya Milevich. Written and directed by Mark Slade. A Present Planet production, written and directed by Nick Cox. Pepper is the largest male, up in his high 40s. But his size doesn't stop him herring around because he's a real greedy guts. He's been caught three times in just the last 12 months. Phew! He's a beaut. Leonard, one of this carp's many catchers, first named him Pepper after the cartoon character Pepper Pig, owing to his prodigious appetite. Hello there, Jim. <laughs> He's miles bigger than even the biggest of our little lot. He wouldn't even fit in the pond. Come on up. Tina will be round soon. With no sign of Pepper's growth rate slowing, he could be into the 50s early next year.
Tossa. I think I can't hear you. I can hear every single bleeding word you say. All right, Owen. All right, Jay. How's it all going? Not bad. Good. Good. How are the neighbours? Jay? They're still at it. Listen. I know what you're going to say. I know, I know. But I've sat there, ear to the wall, middle of the day, clear as day, him and her, arguing. They keep arguing. Hours at a time. Sometimes they go all night without stopping for a minute. And there are words that just keep sticking out. So, right, I hear my name, I hear police, right? I hear dangerous. No doubt whatsoever. He keeps trying to get her to do something and she keeps saying no and it's always about what to do with about that something. And that something, that something is me. And Owen, yep. it gets worse, mate. The thing is, I keep hearing Fee's name. I can't sleep. I can't think straight. I can't even sit in my own flaming house without listening to them go going on and on. It's basic harassment. I'm going to have to take it to the council at this rate. I can't stand it any longer, mate. I can't sleep. All seems very weird. You shouldn't have to put up with that. It's your house, your home territory. But if I were you, I'd get it checked out properly. I don't need to check it out. I'm listening to it day and night. Yeah, still. Probably best to get some recordings of it. And we'll make it official. Otherwise, what are the council going to say? They'll just think you've gone bonkers. Well, you remember my neighbours when we had our parties back in the day? We cranked it right up, didn't we? They went to the council and... Wait, you could try recording it on your phone. Yeah. Okay. I will. Him and his freaking fish. Him watching me, snooping on me. Every time he goes out, trying to work out what I'm up to. Sitting in his house the whole time, never going out. Even when he does go out, he just moves his car somewhere else on the estate and, and he sneaks back inside. Thinks I don't notice. Then he stays extra quiet, listening to me. But him and her just can't resist starting up again sooner or later. You working? <laughs> me. <laughs> Not since May, mate. Not since Jackie left. God. Six months now. Nothing out there at the moment. Telecom market's flooded. I'll probably have to wait till after Christmas. I've got one of those flipping interviews at the Job Centre Plus next week. Excuse me? Uh, hold on a minute, Jay. Yeah, let me help you. Thank you. Where are you? I'm at the hospital. What, what's happened? You alright? Oh, sorry, mate. I forgot. How? 
How is she? Oh, she's in there now. Having more chemo. It's the third round. Falling asleep now, poor thing. Knocked us sideways in ass. Doctors are doing all they can, mate. I mean, at least they're still trying. Send him my love, will you? Sure I will, Jay. Sure. Yes, mate. Hello, Jay. You all right? Yes. And good morning to you, sir. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't answer your call last night. I had my girlfriend over. And well, you know. I do indeed, I do indeed. Well, I used to know that is. I can meet up in an hour or so if you're still interested. That's very good of you, mate. But I'm on my way to pick up my daughter from school. Then I've got her for the weekend. But I could be well up for next week sometime. That's fine. That's fine. You know me, I do my very best to pick up. I know people don't like to be kept waiting. So, give me a call whenever you're interested, yeah? Is that okay? Yeah, cheers, Cole. Much appreciated. No worries. I'm gonna chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episode 2 Good Tune Number What the? Shit! Oh, you can't leave that line there like that! Oh, you! Stop! You can't just destroy this drive off! I've got your number, mate! I'm reporting you to the police! I've got your number! Most social scientists agree that the old divisions of upper, middle and working class have now broken down. A new grouping has emerged at the bottom of society, termed the precariat. These people work on temporary and zero-hours contracts with a hand-to-mouth existence, unsure of where their lives are going. What's wrong with the world, Jimbo? You're all right, young fellow, me lad. There's more than enough trouble out there without people actually going looking for it. All right, Dad. 
How are you? Ah, oh, hello, Tina. I was wondering when you were coming around. Yeah, sorry. It was a right kerfuffle down at the shops. Some hooligan or something driving crazy. Ran over someone's dog. Ah, oh, poor thing. And the shark went nibble, nibble, nibble. And the pirate went ow, ow, ow. And, and the shark went chew, chew, chew. Not so loud, Phoebes. Not so loud, please. When are you getting in the bath, Daddy? I'm not getting in the bath tonight, baby. Daddy's been clearing up. But you should get in the bath, Daddy. It's getting late. Let's get you out of there and into bed. We've got a new book to start. Up you get... Budge up. Yeah, that's better. Now this was a story my daddy read to me when I was a little boy. It's a very sad story. But it's also very beautiful. Like me, daddy. <laughs> beautiful like you, yes. Almost as beautiful as you. But not quite. But happy like you. Baby, not sad. Are you sad, daddy? A little bit. Sometimes, yes, baby. Daddy is a little bit sad. But never, ever, when you're here. You're like my own little secret sunshine. And who can be sad when they've got their own sunshine all to themselves? This story is called The Happy Prince. High above the city, on a tall column, stood the statue of the Happy Prince. He was gilded all over in thin leaves of fine gold. For eyes he had two bright sapphires, and a large red ruby glowed on his sword. Jay Stringer? Yes? I just need a signature. Right, right. Sometimes people get the wrong idea of me. Sometimes they jump to an answer that they don't really know is right. What do you mean, Daddy? So someone hears something, and they, they hear something else, then they think about it, they think about it too much, and before you know it, they put two and two together and, and they think they know the whole story. Sometimes people try to help other people, and they actually cause more problems instead of fixing things. Two and two makes four. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. It does make four. Exactly. Not five, or, or six, or seven. Or even free for that matter. Can I go on the swings, Daddy? Yes, baby. Yes. But we have to go back home soon. The weekend's nearly over and you've got school tomorrow.
Daddy's gonna get you. No, no. Yes, I am. I'm hiding. <laughs> Fiona, where's my Fiona? Fee, Fee. Who's under there? Oh my god, are you alright? Let me see, let me see. And that's the feature for this week. Stay with us next week as we continue with Chow for the Koi. But I'm sure we have time for an update on proximity first, right, Jack? Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for, except for next week you're going to be where on your tour, David? Next week uh, we will be visiting Colorado uh, over the over the, the next coming week, but it's off to Texas now. Ooh. So over the weekend, Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas, and you will find... Find me next Tuesday on the road somewhere between Dallas and Minneapolis. (laughs) Wearing your spurs and your Stetson, no doubt. (laughs) Something like that, yes. Especially after such a long drive. (laughs) Exactly. For everybody here, we'll all see you next week. I'm Jack Ward. Good night. And I'm David Alt. Good night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, I'm Jack Ward, and from all of us here at the Mutual Audio Network, we'd like to say thank you for making this our fourth season. With hundreds of original shows, we are the world's largest curated podcast and podcast family collection of audio drama and audio fiction. And it's all because of you. We couldn't be more grateful because it's here at Mutual where we listen and imagine together.